Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one's awesome. It's with Tyler Hodge from Hoodoo Brown Barbecue in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Tyler is the sausage king of Connecticut, and I'll put a link below. I had done a piece specifically. I done I've done two pieces, one 50 photos on Hoodoo Brown Barbecue. I'll put a link to that, but also a piece like 40 or 50 different sausages that Tyler has created, and he is a savant. He's creating crazy stuff and amazing ideas and combinations. So I knew I needed to talk to him and he's just a great guy. First off, he's just a great guy. You're going to enjoy the conversation. If you're interested in making sausage or just interested in sausage in general, there's a lot of detail that goes into it and there's a lot of detail that he talks about and his process and his process is different than other guys. So if you're interested in that, that's going to be awesome. He talks all about hoodoo. He talks all about Cody. He talks about Chris. It talks about the relationship there and how he came on board at Hoodoo because his path wasn't the straight path to barbecue. So hopefully by the end of this, you get a chance to know Tyler better. And because Hoodoo is on my bucket list for sure, it'll be on your bucket list too because they're just putting out spectacular food and he's putting out a different sausage every week, a creative sausage. They have their jalapeno cheddar and then a special and it's just awesome. So so I'll put all, I'll put all their hours below. I'll put their address. He talks about if you fly into New York, how to get there. So that'll be in there. It's just it's a great conversation. I can't thank Tyler enough for taking the time, and I can't wait to visit them personally. But at the end, stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. Good morning, Tyler. How are you doing today? Great, Kevin. How are you? Good. With the buildup, is it stressful at Hoodoo? It's not that bad. So it's like pre-order pickups and getting all that stuff situated, but it's pretty easy. Turkey breasts, hams, briskets. Do you guys do prime rib for? Yeah, we're going to do half prime ribs or fulls if they really want them. But I feel like most people are going to want like five pounds, six pound half prime ribs instead. So that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love prime rib in general. And I think it's for the holidays. It feels special. Yeah. And I mean, we do it every Thursday. So we, I think we got it pretty dialed in. It's just a nice, nice slow smoke, lots of pepper, and then we'll reverse sear it at the end. So basically they could take them home, reverse sear them in their oven and they're good to go. Ah, oh, so every Thursday, yeah, I want to. We'll go over Hoodoo's menu because it's different. It's yeah. Central Texas style with its own twist, and it's so. If every so every Thursday, is there? Do you know the the specials? Like this is it's gonna this is gonna jump all over the place for people. But so Thursday, yeah. it's Prime Rib Day. Yeah, that's one of the standing specials. We we don't do as the other specials as much as anymore. Uh, we used okay. to do Baby Back Wednesdays, but yeah. Prime Rib Thursday is a tried and true staple. It doesn't ever leave. Does it sell out pretty quick? It depends. I mean, yes and no. Sometimes we get a six top that'll come in and take six pounds right off the rip. So <laughs> who knows? And it's weighed out by the pound? Is that a- yeah. Yeah. Oh. We'll do a one we'll do a one pound cut. One pound cut, a choice of side and a side salad. Good deal. That's, that's awesome. No, it's it's cool too because I think the first time I had prime rib at a barbecue place was a Rudy's I think and I was just I was a shock I was a shock because I come from Los Angeles and having like prime rib available by the it was like earth shattering even though Rudy's isn't the pinnacle it's still probably better than a lot of places that people have across the United States so it's it's changed a lot barbecue has changed a lot well let's I want to get I want to get to your background did you grow up in you grew up in the in the New England area right yeah born and raised in Connecticut oh Uh, I grew up yeah, I grew up in Danbury, which is like a town over from Ridgefield. Moved out, then moved back down for college. Went to college in Danbury, and then, lo and behold, back in Ridgefield. So, what is Connecticut like? Uh, super small town or super small uh, state. Pretty quiet. I mean, it's got a lot of pizza. That's what we're known for. I feel like everyone knows New Haven That's style true. pizza, but. Other than that, I mean, basically, if, if everybody knows Texas, it's there's the giant meme that goes around that Houston is the size of Connecticut. It's crazy. <laughs> That's it. That is wild. And it is, but, but Connecticut is bigger than Rhode Island, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could drive through Rhode Island in less than an hour. Wow. That's cool. Like I, I did a long time. I went cross country when I was 19 with a couple friends and we but we we blasted through new england unfortunately but because we were were trying to make it to maine because it felt like such a big deal to make it to maine from los angeles but uh that's so where is it situated on the map for people because i like have we talked off camera a lot of people don't know where connecticut even is yeah so if you're thinking like 
north northeast you have maine on the top and then you're coming down you can go through massachusetts technically you can go through new hampshire massachusetts and then rhode island then connecticut so okay. like if you're going down 95 and then south of you is new york, new york. yeah so yeah i'm i'm a 45 hour train ride from the city i can get to times square in about an hour wow because like Texas, a lot of people that listen to this or watch these are in Texas. Like it's so vast, yeah. and then getting from place to place. And then California is it's massive. It's you don't realize how big it is until you start driving through it. You're like, oh my god! But it sure. it seems like it's kind of cool that. So I just want to get it in. So if someone comes to New York to visit, it's an hour train ride. About an hour, a little. I mean, so the easiest place to get to the restaurant would be to go through Brewster. Okay. Which is a little bit more than an hour, but yeah, it's like an hour, a little bit more than an hour and then a 15 minute Uber and you're there. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So I'll put, I'll yeah. put links to that kind of guide or maybe later on off. You just tell me that again. So that well, I'll listen to it when sure. I edit this, but that'll be cool yeah. because I want people to know, cause I know that people, when they visited New York, different people have come to visit you guys. I think like I remember bird or I'd seen like Evan Leroy or some. And, and so when yeah. I, I was just wondering how close it was and that's not bad at all. That's super dealable that's cool so that's, so, the, best, that's the best way if anybody if anybody comes in it's like it go through new york like if they come to new york city and they want to try a destination barbecue that's that's the way to do it yeah we get a lot of people that come in from the city because they're like it's easier to come out out drive the same amount of distance because like the tra the anti-commute and then find parking is easier than like going into the city to find barbecue yeah, yeah, yeah. And also too, to would is there a place to fly in? I guess would you fly into New Haven? Is that where Yeah, you could fly into New Haven or Westchester. Those yeah. are the two small airports, but and that would be a nice vacation. That would be fun to be in that yeah. area and hang out and go come by Hoodoo three times and then go out, go to other yeah. places. <laughs> go to different You fly into New Haven, you get pizza in the afternoon, and then you come get dinner at Hoodoo and then you're good to go. That's perfect. And you guys are open. I, I usually do this at the end, but you guys are open Tuesday through Sunday, right? Yeah. Tuesday through Sunday, lunch, Tuesday or lunch only Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But it's that. So it's four to nine, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? Yeah. Is that and something like that? I've four, ordered. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, yeah. It's funny hours. It's like four to nine and then like 11 to 10 on the weekends. So what was your path? Like, what did you think that you would do? Did you think you would be in food? I mean, if you ask my mom, the answer is yeah. She's always said that I should go into food. That's like my thing. Like, I mean, I always loved service. I, I worked at Starbucks for the longest time and I loved it. I just love making people happy. Coffee is one of my loves too. So like, it's an easy way in. Who would have thought that I was making sausage? Not me. But now that you're doing it and the way that you present it and the work that you do, it makes all the sense, but it's it probably, you know, yeah, talking to yourself 10 years ago, you never would have thought that. No, I mean, accounting's my background. I like numbers. I've always enjoyed numbers. I enjoy money, like making sure that all that stuff balances out. So like it all, it all relates to the restaurant business. And it's all like, cause I, that's the other thing I had to explain to my mom. Cause my mom was like, you should have just went into food from the beginning. And I'm like, Hey, if you think about it, I got the business side already done. Like that's mm -hmm. the hardest thing that everyone struggles to learn oh, yeah. is all of the business side. So like, I've already learned all that. So it's cool. Yeah. That's so then do you think then someday is it, do you, think you plan on having your own restaurant? Is that, or is that something you talk about? I don't know. It's, it's like a weird thing. It's like, you sit there and like, if you think of the natural progression of most pit masters and they, they start, they learn under somebody and then they do their own thing. But like, you have a special handful of people that I feel like I'm part of that's like very comfortable and like being able to be creative. Cody lets me be creative in any way that I want and uh, it works. Yeah. And it's, and, and there are groups that stay together forever yeah. kind of thing like not forever ever forever is a very long time but it's yeah. but there are groups that say to stick together and can you talk about cody and then also talk a little bit about chris sure yeah i mean cody's probably one of the nicest guys i've ever met i mean when he's he's the real reason why i'm in barbecue to be honest i mean we used to go to his restaurant once a week 
my my girlfriend and myself uh and then he would be like dude i see you always cooking at home doing your own thing he's like you're always working uh at starbucks on the weekends and then going home and cooking barbecue or like going home and cooking he's like or coming here and eating barbecue why don't you cook barbecue so like i went home i bought a weber smoky mountain that week and then like if i wasn't at the restaurant i was home cooking barbecue instead of cooking like actual food like just pretending to like try and cook ribs and pretending to try and cook pork butts and do all that kind of stuff so you weren't even considering it it was just something he was talking about yeah so i mean like i just i enjoyed barbecue i always enjoyed it i mean we went to texas for my girlfriend's cousin's wedding and like i'd eaten at hoodoo before that and then like ate at a bunch of places in texas and i was like hoodoo on a good day is just as good as any of these places in texas so i was like huh okay so we just used to like we've always been foodies so we just go to like tried and true places that never like disappointed and hoodoo just happened to be one of those and then like it's also for me oh if i'm going to spend my money on any sort of food it's got to be like worth it like so if you think about it like I like specialty pastas. Like I'm not going to spend the time and dedication to make specialty pastas like yeah, at home. Like it's, it's, it's not as fun, but like making chicken parm, I can do that in an hour. So I'm not going to go to a place and get chicken parm, but this is the same thing as barbecue. Like, yeah, it's a little expensive, but it's also all the time that goes into it mm-hmm. that I don't want to spend if I'm going to do it. So I'd rather go to a place, buy the barbecue and then just enjoy it. So like, that's the way we always used to spend our money. And yeah, Cody got me into it. He's just like, dude, you should try it. I was like, all right. So I used it as an excuse to drink beer. And funny enough, like that's what he always tells that that's how he got started. He needed an excuse to drink beer. (laughs) I think a lot of people, that's, that is a good excuse. And then with Chris, did you, so you met Chris in your visits there or did you meet him when you started working? Yeah, through through the restaurant actually. So he was the one. So uh, they used to do this event at a brewery called Half Full. Uh, it was a p- annual pig roast, and the, it it was from Stanford, and that's where we were at. That's where we were living. So uh, we used to go to that event all the time. And one year they were like a little behind, and Cody was just like, "Hey, you want to help us with this pig? Like chopping the pig?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So I went and helped hold the pig and chop the pig and get everything ready for service. And like, I just want to make sure that all the other people got fed so like i was like chris i can help you if you need to and then after that he was just like all right what does it take you to leave starbucks to come work for us that's awesome so you just gelled it it worked yeah and it seems like the three of you guys are are a great crew and i I know that there's there's a couple other people that are part of your tight-knit group right yeah i mean there's like a core like we call it like the core five-ish there's a there's my two pick guys, uh, Ryan and Mike, and then my brother just recently came on too. So he's been like a, a mixed bag of tricks. He's he's learned the pit. Uh, he's helped me with the sausage, and then like he works front of the house too. So wow, that's cool. What's his name? Uh, Alan. Alan. I figured you what give give everybody a shout out. Like if you have the opportunity, yeah. to. it's cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. And then <laughs> I know I'm gonna forget. How did the uh, like the flight suits or is that what they are like they're almost like flight suits they're cool like it's so like- yeah so I, I, it's my i it's my running joke that i call them super suits because it's like from the incredibles honey where's my super suit yeah, yeah but uh it's a thing that so chris chris always likes to do when we do events always likes to pull out some kind of like all matching attire in like one food and wine fest he bought a whole bunch of these uh the mechanic suits mechanic, had them like is, yes. yeah he had on like all these mechanic suits like uh embroidered and all that kind of stuff and nobody liked them and i put one on and i was like i don't know if i really like this but like normally my clothes used to get destroyed i'd end up on black like the black marks on my shoulders from reaching in and grabbing briskets and like at my, my clothes used to get so dirty and greasy well i started wearing those and it would save my clothes instantly also my car like anytime i'd walk into my car it would just instantly smell like smoke well i could take off my super suits throw them in a bag in my trunk my car never smells like smoke it's great that's awesome that's so smart i i've just never left i've i've just invested in more and more and more and now it's become my daily attire (laughs) and you know what's funny is it really suits you it looks badass it looks it's and it's different it's so okay cool so okay so that's how it turned out but does, does anybody else wear them or i think i saw a picture of like 
five you guys one time or three three you guys yeah i mean we all we all have some but it's like a it's a running joke of like if somebody wears one they're like oh you're dressed up as tyler today (laughs) i see okay and then obviously i want to get to um how like your little path your path within hoodoo but the sausage uh sausage king of connecticut that's obviously a reference to ferris bueller right yeah uh, chris chris came up with that chris is the big ideas guy he like He'll think of something and he'll just let it flow and it goes. But he was doing a video of like one of the sausages that like just on the smoker because like uh, we had like a bunch of the cheese like would drip and then like coagulate. So like he would just make a video and he just went boom, sausage king in Connecticut. And then it just kind of <laughs> stuck. I was just like, yep, we're going to run with it. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it so much. And I love that. that w- I love that scene in Ferris Bueller. And then I think last night I was doing, I was, googling and i saw that you guys kind of did a play off of that that scene and uh it's such and i forgot the part where you said snoot is it snooty and snotty or something yeah, yeah. i feel like that's a very ad-lib scene or parts of that scene was maybe ad-lib but that's okay that's cool then it makes sense because you what you're putting out and i'll put a link below i did a piece with i think i don't know 40 50 of your sausage and it's spectacular and i was able to and what's nice is is some a lot of there's a lot of sausage makers that don't necessarily put what what they made they'll they'll put like or they put some ingredients but then will but you actually were put you put the names of each one and it was it's so it's really interesting i'll put the link below and i will at the very end of this video kind of go over those things but how did you so when you first started were you just helping out all over the place kind of doing everything yeah i mean yeah when i first started at hoodoo uh, I was still doing my accounting job and still doing Starbucks at the same time. So like I would just help with caterings and like help in the pits whenever they needed help uh, covering here, covering there. So I used to do that. I actually cooked a lot of pigs when I first started. Then like as time progressed, uh, they needed me more during overnight. So I would do a couple overnights here and there. And then like with the whole COVID situation, my accounting job went to work from home. So then instead of work from home, it became work from Hoodoo. So I would sit in the dining room, do like the rib cook and help out there as much as possible. And then, yeah, it just became a downfall of more more responsibilities. So with Pig, do you guys do the whole? Yeah, we, we do the whole hogs. Whole hog. We cook them on BQs. Yeah, that's more of like a catering special, but like in the summers they pop off in connecticut it's crazy everybody wants to do some kind of cool event and it's like a showstopper because you get like a you get a dinner and a show like you guys bring the bq to the event oh yeah we'll bring the bq we'll crisp up the skin at the event we'll chop it all up right yeah, in front of everybody and then serve it it's it's that's that's what everybody looks for it's like because we don't bring our smokers because most of uh, two of our smokers are on skids so it's like we can't really bring them to an event, but the BQ we can bring. It smokes out. We'll, we'll do all that stuff. It's cool. So then, can they get uh, whole hog during the week at your restaurant, or is that just every once in a while we'll do them for like a special occasion, like if we're raising money for hogs for a cause or something like that, or like somebody really asks. But it, so they, then, so is the crackling just... on the menu then, or is that no? So okay. we do crispy skin pork belly. So that's like a Cody uh... thing. Okay. when they first started yeah so it's kind of, you can always get crackling skin if you want it but it just comes crispy skin pork belly which is so. delicious oh it's very unique <laughs> it's very unique and it's something that people haven't had so that's something and also it looks it looks cool when you see pictures of it you're like what is that like for most people that don't yeah. know and then, okay so that's that's the option there but then when you do for catering so that's and that's something that they can contact the restaurant for that information for the there's not yeah there's not a set price or something right it's it's no there's a there's a catering email you can shoot the catering email a question that's cool that's super cool so then when so then how did the sausage stuff how did that were you were you guys making only a couple sausages at a time or was there someone no when we first started we were just buying sausage from a company and then cody was just like uh we want to try and like they were they were using not utilizing a lot of their scraps and Cody was just like, yeah, let's try and figure it out. And I've made sausage before. Like I had taken a class from a butcher shop uh, oh, you like on how to make sausage. Yeah. And like I had grew up uh, and one of my friends had made sausage. So like I had learned from like his grandma how to do it on like a side butcher, like on a side table with a little hand grinder. 
Oh, that's rad. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I knew how to make sausage, but like not using like an actual grinder. And we had a buffalo chopper as our grinder because Jordan Jackson, that was the way that he he taught Cody how to do it. So it was a learning curve for a little while on how to play with it. Okay. But, Can you explain what yeah. that is? Yeah. So Buffalo chopper is basically like a giant food processor is the best way to explain it. Like most people that have Buffalo choppers, they're making like egg salad or something like that. But instead of the food, the food processor, food processor blades, they spin this way instead of spinning this huh. way. Okay. So because they spin this way, the bowl also spins. It, it leads to a very unique texture, okay. uh, which is one of the things that I kind of look for. You can still get it in a regular grinder, but it's like more work versus this one. It's like, there's also a lot more room for error. I've come to find out. Cause like, if you don't take the meat out at the right time, it's going to over emulsify. And if you don't, if you take it out too early, it's way too chunky, but it's, it's a weird chunk. It's not super andouille chunky. It's weird. It's a different. So do you guys use that today to this day? You use the Buffalo chopper? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I've, we've never we've never changed. Same equipment that they they had is what we've used. And people who might not know Jordan Jackson, he used to work at Bodacious, and then yeah. now now I think he's at Franklin, right? Yeah, he's still yeah. at Franklin. Yeah, but, he's an awesome. What a great guy too. He's a wealth of information. He's always and he's always been really super kind to this guy in Los Angeles, and I'm sure to everyone. Like anytime anybody wanted to learn about sausage, I would say call Jordan, contact Jordan somehow. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, yeah, so funny. The, I I missed the I missed the lesson. I wasn't there when they taught they taught them when Jordan taught them how to make sausage. So I was kind of like in the dark. But I got to like I I, I would reach out to Brian because Brian was still making the sausage for them at the time, and I was just like Brian, all right, talk to me about this buffalo chopper. Like like have you ever had this happen? He's like, yeah, of course. He goes, you just need to sharpen the blades a little bit more and stuff oh, wow. like that. Yeah. That's Brian and Brian Bingham for people that are that don't know. Yep. That's yep. from Sunburn. Uh that's oh that's okay. That's interesting. And I wonder, does he does so is Buffalo Chopper? Is that a, is that something that a lot of people in the sausage game use or no? To be honest, I don't think so. I outside of Brian and Jordan, I don't know many people that have used them. Interesting. Like I know huh? I know the blue oak, the blue oak boys, they bought one because Jordan told them to buy one too. Uh -huh. And they had asked me to come down and help them with it, but I don't, I don't know of anybody else that uses it. I know it's real big for charcuterie, like making uh, like salami sense. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like if you ever watch some of like the Olympia provision stuff on YouTube, they mm -hmm. basically use a giant buffalo chopper, but it's like huge. It's industrial. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I took a tour of Olympia provisions a while about yeah. like five years ago. And I think I remember seeing, okay, that's what it was called. I had, had no idea what it was called. It's massive. And yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. So then how did, but then were you, how did you get into the more of the creative side of sausage? Was that like the last two well, years during COVID? Yeah. I mean, so uh, me and one of the other guys that's not there anymore, we worked through uh, a recipe for Cody that he wanted. Like we, we made sausage a bunch of times. So Cody was happy with it. And then the other guy left and it, fell onto my shoulders of just producing jalapeno cheddar that was the goal just mm -hmm. produce jalapeno cheddar uh so we had got to jalapeno cheddar to where he was happy with it and then i was like cool let's work on our provolone parsley sausage and then i worked on that for a while we, we created that one and then he's just like uh all right you could do some cool stuff so like i would just like do like random ones just here and there like i started with like a bacon, egg, and cheese that they did at the meat hook and like stuff that we had saw on YouTube and just like played around with stuff. And then basically I was creating a special one almost every week, every two weeks at the time, along with the provolone parsley. And then we were just like, all right, cool. So the special ones are selling pretty well. Let's do uh, a special every single, like a special and the jalapeno cheese. So basically for the last year or so, I've done a special every single week different and they've all, I've never repeated a special unless somebody really, really asked me to. And then that's it. So that's why, so, that's why you have, that's why you have so many cheese. unique ones is because. Yeah. I don't like to repeat them. It's not as fun. Like 
I, I like to just constantly be changing. Like somebody comes in and says, yo, I missed this one. It was, and like, it looked really cool. If enough people ask me about it, I'll redo it. But like very often I don't, I don't, I, I'll change them every single time. Do you have a favorite or a couple favorites amongst that group that you're like, God, I'd love to make again. Like, or is that like, I, don't know, I hate to say it, like, it's like, it's not like you're no, like this, kids, but. This is what everybody asks me. Everyone's like, okay, what's the best sausage you've ever done? And I'm like, I don't know. It's like, it's all, pers- it's, it's all personal preference. Like, I mean, the, I did a Chipotle bowl boudin and like that, that those flavors just hit home to me. But like, is that the best one I've ever made? Probably not. I mean, I've done, I did the broccoli, I did a broccoli rob, uh, yeah. like a, a Philly, a Philly sandwich. So I did roast pork, broccoli rob and some sharp provolone. And like, that's probably one of my favorites, but it's all just all personal preference on flavor profiles. Yeah. What do you look for personally in a good sausage for yourself? Like, or one that you really like, or out, even outside of hoodoo? Yeah. I mean, I'm very picky. Uh, there's certain things that I look for. I like, I like a tighter, tighter texture. I don't like them to be super loose. Um, I also don't like them to be, I like them to be a little firmer, not as soft. So I use, I don't use any liquid when I make sausage. Uh, that's like what differentiates me from a lot of people. Uh, and I feel like there's a lot of natural liquid that comes out in a lot of the ingredients. So it softens it up enough. It's not like eating really firm meat it balances everything out. So I look for that. I look for a good balance of salt and sweet. So it's not like super sweet, but like, uh, it's just enough to balance everything out. So it's that, and, that, that sweet, that, that, how everyone says like they add the, the acid with the sweet, like that's to make sure that you have the, the balance. Balance yeah, I mean, is key in everything. Yeah. Cause you can't really add acid to sausage. It'll like eat at the protein bind. So balancing it out with a little bit of sugar is a thing that I do to a lot of my sausages too. Have you had any, because you're making them a new one every week, have you had ones that are huge fails or have ones that, because you, you know the process now or you know if it would get screwed up. I talked to Elaine from Goldie's about this a couple of times and he's just like, we're, we're kind of in the same thing. As long as the salt content's right, we're usually like never going to fail that hard. Like, are they ever perfect off the first try? Rarely. I always write down notes on like, okay, this is, if I ever to make this one again, I would change this, this, and this. So like, there's ones that are, I wish I could always change and add a couple of things. Like I just made a waffle house link that somebody else makes. And, uh, I thought I put enough potatoes in it. And I was like, this ratio seems right based on what I normally do. And then talking to Brian of secret pint, he was just like, yeah, I've never weighed the amount of potatoes. And I was just like, yeah, I, you need to weigh them because this is way, I thought this was perfect and you use way more. Okay. But, so that's, that's, oh, so he, is he the one that had made it before? Yeah, he makes it. And I thought it was great. I, I thought the flavor was amazing. And like the potato studded throughout was awesome. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to recreate this. And I, I did what I thought was the right amount of potatoes and nowhere close. And was it potato like the hash? Was it because I saw in the video or like the little montage, yeah. it was to so use hash browns. Yeah. So he uses Waffle House hash browns. He goes to Waffle House. Well, in Connecticut, we don't have Waffle House. Yeah, exactly. So, and I also like to make everything from scratch. That's one of the things that like differentiates me too is everything for everything is always either made from a friend that makes it from scratch or it's made from scratch okay. by me. So. Yeah, well, and, and also the thought for a lot of people, potatoes in a sausage isn't a normal thing. A lot of people don't have potatoes in a sausage. So, and that, that was that good for binding or was it good for just having yeah, a study? I mean, God, it's so interesting. I, I mean, it definitely, the potato starch would definitely help with binding agents. I mean, that's like a thing that a lot of people use. When I when I was doing some research on some fish sausage, uh, yeah, people, I, wanted to, I, thought, I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> A lot of people use potato starch. I saw that in a lot of the stuff was that people use potato starch. And so. it seemed like it seemed like Chris was a big fan of the fish sausage, right? No, Chris, 
Chris, you can ask Bert about this. Next time you see Bert, ask ask him about Chris with his shrimp story. Okay, all right. If anybody's yeah. listening and they, and they run into Bert, ask him about that the, the shrimp story. Okay, my good. But it's yeah. it's also too, I think, and I had read something, like it's sometimes it's hard to get it out of your mind when you know something is in something. Like if someone says liver's in this, or I just kind of like, you just know, even if it doesn't even taste like that, or even... Like I didn't know for the longest time that anchovies were in Worcester is a Worcestershire sauce. I didn't know the anchovies were in them, and my brother didn't know. We we just put it on everything. My brother hates fish like so much, and so but now I can just tell that it's like the saltiness. You could it got that's where it's come. And anchovies are on so many different things, but it's interesting that I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, but once it's in your head, it's like I'm drinking anchovy sauce. <laughs> yeah like i mean when i make boudin certain boudins i'll put a i'll put a chicken livers in it and i won't tell people like like you said before i list every ingredient and uh i won't tell the people that are eating it at first i will be like yeah there's no livers but of course there's livers it has to <laughs> it has to be you have to have liver. uh-huh you definitely and then i wanted to I, this is going to go over the place but i don't want to forget um you on a post you talked about the process for making sausage and then it's it's a four day it's, it's four days in total can you kind of go over that so so people know because a lot of people go places and they have sausage and it's wonderful and they they might not realize really what goes into it can you just do a quick little overview of what goes into making craft sausage yeah so i mean everybody's a little bit different everyone's got their own style of process but for yeah. me we have our own trimmer. I don't trim any of our meats that I cook. So uh, he does all of our trimming, but he just takes all of the trim, puts it into buckets for me. So it starts with me going through said trim buckets and okay. trimming to exactly my specification of what I want to use for sausage and what I want to use for something else, whether it's tallow or grind, whatever it is. So it starts with that. And then for me, I then weigh everything out and I freeze all of my buckets uh, of sausage trim. Uh, and then I'll pull those out and then I'll grind them and or season and grind them. And then I have to turn around and mix them and then stuff them. So that's usually a second day or a third day. And then they usually cure for, I like to let them cure for 24 to 48 hours. I probably go for a little bit longer of a cure than most people do. A lot of people just do 12 hours overnight and then cook the next day. Uh, but for me, I like to do 24 to 48 ish and then cold smoke. And then I like to let them rest overnight again and then serve them the following day. So, so it's you, like a four day process. Yeah. That's four days. And you said the 18 hours in total, if you add up all the hours themselves. Yeah. Right? If you were to, if you were to do just hours for me to make one, make one batch of sausage for me for 20, a 25 pound batch, which is like my size batch. Yeah. It would take me probably about two hours to trim and weigh everything out and then go through everything else. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. It's probably close to 18 in total. So that's a labor of love. Very much so. Truly. And then can yeah. you explain what cold smoke is? Yeah, so for me, my cold smoke, I like to cook around 150 degrees. Uh, for me, we use either a Lang 108 or uh, our 1,000-gallon Moberg. I kind of go back and forth on which one I want or which one I'm going to use. More often than not, I actually prefer to cook them on the Lang because they have like the heated plate on the bottom, so it gets hot and it cooks, cooks from both sides a little bit more evenly than the Moberg. Uh, but the color on the Moberg when you make sausages is just insane. Wow. So, yeah, so it's like I, for each one, I kind of play with it, but it's a uh, 150 degrees for about four to five hours till they reach 145 to 150 internal. And then do you pull them, put them in the walk-in and then for, or do you, how, or how do you? So how yeah. You so, yeah. So I, I leave them on the grates and spray them with room temperature water uh, until they kind of cool down. Uh, then I'll wipe them down, put them in a bus tub, and then put them in the walk-in uh, uncovered overnight, then cover it back up the next day, and then we'll reheat them the next day. Do you reheat them in the smoker or do you reheat them yeah. in the – okay. Yeah, we'll reheat them in the smoker. I mean, it, the, the double smoke on sausages helps with the flavor and the casings. But you could you could do them in an oven if you're in a pinch. Yeah, it's yeah. not a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. the best way. So, like, if if I know people are gonna reheat sausages, like to go home, I'll just be like, I'll give them too cold, throw them in your oven, you'll be good. At what temperature in the oven? To at two twenty five or? 
Hey, I mean, if you want to go 350 for like 10 minutes, you're good. That's fine. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. I always wondered that too with, with reheating stuff. Yeah, no. I mean, if it's brisket or something else, you don't want to heat it up that hot. But the sausage, the casings can take the extra crispness. And yeah, that would be good. Okay. Snap extra hard, yeah. So then if, are people, are you guys by Sunday, have you sold out of your special usually? Or do you have the special generally? Or So I I try to be three weeks ahead at all times of special sausages um and i'll try to do smaller batches for like stuff that i know will sell on tuesday wednesday thursdays which are like the weekdays which are a little tend to be a little slower so i try to do special stuff that's like not as uh out there kind of more approachable but uh it depends usually i try to do the new spot new specials uh, every friday saturday sunday which is a little busier and usually by sunday they're gone mm-hmm. and then we'll go to the next one but so if some, but I just, I'm just thinking if someone came on a Sunday, there's a chance they might not be able to get one of your specials that they saw on Instagram. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a very good possibility on a Sunday that yeah. if they show up, they're not going to get the one that I posted Friday or Saturday. Yeah, yeah, because it's because people are interested in that. Is that has so has that become a thing for people to come and get interesting oh, sausage? Oh yeah, yeah. We get a lot of phone calls where people will call and be like, "Okay, what's the special sausage of the day?" You know, like go in. You could have just gone on the internet because you know, yeah, but that's cool. Okay, and I'll put I'll put a link to your because I think that you you on your your personal page is where you show all the new ones, right? Isn't that? Yeah, I I try to I try to take a picture every single time and do it. I I I didn't for a while. I wasn't really like hard on it, but then I was just like, you know what? Why not? I'll just yeah. do it. Go and give the whole like ingredient list. Like it's like the back of a a food nutrition label and. We're good to get out. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then, and I'll I'll put a link below to again to that to that blog piece that I did with all your sausages, which is cool. And I'm going to keep updating that because I just think it's just it's nice too because maybe you can go back and look at it or whomever, just so that way. And then people also, I, I'm trying to do it so that people get an idea of what people are doing creatively outside of their area or outside. So that way, you know, because I'm sure a lot of people are curious and they could just look at your Instagram yeah. feed, but these are just bigger pictures but uh yeah uh, what is um are there any is there anybody in the sausage world that you are a fan of or that you look up to or are mentor other than brian and uh jordan yeah i mean I'm, there's always a bunch of people there's a whole bunch of people doing great sausage out there i mean there's a real tight group of us us boys there's cooper from bar abq uh i mean there's the grasslands whole crew and drew and then uh, Brian from Secret Pint. Those are like the three that like I feel like are really tight. And they're all, if you, if you know anything, they all basically spin off of Lane. But uh, Lane and all of them boys. But and Lane's yeah, a I mean, savant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 all, they're all guys that I respect the crap out of in the industry. Uh, but I mean, there's just people outside of even just barbecue. Most most butcher shops are making really cool sausages now too. So, have you seen it's that just, girl? Is that girl still making that with all those colorful sausages? What's yeah, the modern the, the people from a modern butcher shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. their their stuff in Massachusetts is insane. They go out. She goes all out every single time for everything. I mean, her stuff's great. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks beautiful. I've always like, <laughs> I think I've written her a couple times. Like, I want to talk to you, and also, what can you can I order some stuff to be shipped out? Because it's just, yeah. There's certain people that you just know they take a lot of pride in what they're doing, and it's it's a challenge. It's like a a creative challenge, and it seems like for you, that's another reason why I want to talk to you is just because it seems like you're really enjoying it, and it seems like you're pushing the envelope. And I'm sure that, you know, you see, like you've mentioned in this interview, you've seen what other people do and then you try to put your spin on it. But then also, too, you're doing things that I've never seen. Could we go over a few of the ones that, uh, let's see, like it's, well, the Kung Pao chicken sausage. That's like, did you see that from somebody else? No, most of the sausages that I do, I usually don't see. I just, I try, I try to like not look at what everybody else is doing and just kind of do my own thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember... I remember, so one of my friends, uh, she had went to New York City, went to China, like the whole China markets. She brought me all of these home, home, all of these Chinese peppers, like hot peppers. And I was like, okay, cool. What could I make with that? And I was just like, okay, Kung Pao chicken. I was like, I I think that was one of the first chicken sausages I I had ever done too. So I was like trying to figure it out. That's like, again, 
It was good. Yeah. I mean, we we do chicken we do chicken breasts for a lot of our sandwiches at the restaurant. We do like a fried chicken sandwich, and then we do chicken like chicken breasts for salads. Mm-hmm. So like we always trim them. So we have all the extra fat from all of the chicken breasts. So I added a whole bunch of extra chicken fat to it. So it's oh, a smart. chicken sausage. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I just I try to utilize as much waste as possible. So like that's where a lot of my other cool sausages come from. It's like okay, we have this in. How do I utilize the rest of it? That's no, that's that's super smart, and it also helps with uh, you know, food costs. That's just in general. It's just that's oh, there's so much waste. So I it, you did one, but think I think with Turning Point Coffee was that. Yeah. Was so it? one that. That's that's where I used to roast coffee for them for the longest time, and uh, I was trying to figure out some some way to add coffee to it. Like I've one of the sausages that I've wanted to do for a while that I just haven't been able to play with yet is I want to do like a coffee cake sausage. I think Bill did something very similar, <laughs> but like I want to get it studded throughout with like crumbs, like just every link when you're cutting through it, it's like a crumb of coffee cake, but. Yeah, I did a coffee with lime and some ginger powder, and it was a pork sausage. It was pretty good. Wow, yeah, that's cool. And then also, you we had talked off camera about the cereal one, and I had mentioned when I talked to Bill, I had said that I thought it would be kind of cool if people did like plays on cereal sausage. And what, you did the um, cinnamon toast crunch, is that? Yeah. So again, for me, it was just like, okay, what plays with pork? Like I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, okay uh i have pork trim what's a cool thing that everybody could like it would that works well and i'm like cinnamon works and then i was like okay cool cinnamon toast crunch because I, I was like i had saw those little bottles at walmart of like cinnadust and like they had oh, yeah, twix yeah. dust they had twix dust and that's where i saw that and i was like huh all right what could we do and i was like all right we're gonna do cinnamon toast crunch wow how'd that turn out it was good yeah yeah i mean yeah, I mean, everybody was a little turned off at first, but they were like, yeah, it works. <laughs> turned off simply because there was it was a cereal in there? Is that why? Yeah. I, I mean, I I, I pulverized, pulverized it till it was like dust, so. How was the um, the beef stroganoff one? That one I thought was going to be way better than it actually ended up being. Uh, I wanted a little bit more herbs in it, but other than that, it was great. I mean, egg noodles uh, inside of a sausage, it's pretty cool yeah yeah and then and do people come back like are you what's your shift are you there when people are trying your stuff yeah i it's it's funny that's like the running joke is like that when i see a sausage go out i'll go and like i'll be like okay what are they saying about this like do they hate it do they like what don't they like about it like trying to figure out always trying to just get better yeah yeah no that's that and that's fun do you and do people come and talk to you about it so yeah i mean it's hilarious like that's uh, I'll, I'll get a lot of people like I'm walking through the restaurant and they'll be like, Hey, you make all the sausages. Right. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they're like, Oh, great, great, great one. I, I had the one today. It was awesome. So but do, nice. are people, are people coming to work with you guys or stage or are you guys going to do classes? So you do classes. I know Hoodoo does classes, but do you get yeah, Hoodoo. sausage in that or no? No, no sausage classes. Hoodoo just, we do like a brisket ribs and brisket ribs and pulled pork. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but are you gonna? Do you think that is that something in the card someday? Maybe it's it's. I mean, maybe. I mean, there's enough places where you can go learn how to make sausage. It's there's just a lot. Like, of, there's a lot more now. Yeah, than there ever were. And and everybody knows that they could just message me, and I'll gladly answer any of the questions that they have. And that's the the best way would be to DM you on Instagram. Are there any other sausages that you want to talk talk about? I'm going through like I'm seeing there some really cool. They're just interesting. Uh, the, oh, the burnt end broccoli. That one, I I had it in my head and I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I know somebody did this. I was like, I know somebody said something about this. And then all of a sudden I like posted it and then all the Leroy and Lewis guys were like, yep, we did it. And I was just like, dang it. I knew somebody had did it, but I couldn't figure out who did it. But yeah, uh, that was just like trying to utilize a whole bunch of stuff. Like we had a whole bunch of leftover um, ingredients from when the Blood Brothers came up. And we had done did oh. the brisket fried we did brisket fried rice, and so I was like, because when we did brisket fried rice, I was like, okay, I want to do pork fried rice boudin. So I did that one, and then I was like, we still had all of like the stuff, like all of the Maggie and all that kind of stuff. So I made the sauce to do brisket fried rice boudin or brisket uh, burnin 
food and with broccoli. So oh, and that, that turned out really good. Yeah. I mean, the color of it was unreal. Yeah. So. Beautiful. And then also this is, I, ha- I have to ask about the clams casino one. Yeah. So that came off from mind is there's a place, there's a place out that we, my girlfriend and I used to like to go to a lot. Uh, it does big Italian stuff and they have on their menu, like they have like a clam sausage and I was sitting there and I ate it and I was just like mind blown. I was like, okay, this is really cool. So I was like, how could I do a clam sausage? And uh, do being like growing up, I was like, I used to eat clams casino all the time. So I was like, yep, that's the way. That's awesome. That's an, it's such an interesting. So there's this, there's lots of different ones. If people and, and people can come, obviously the barbecue is amazing, but the sausage is spectacular and I just want people to know. And then you, uh, you, you and your girlfriend love Disney stuff, right? Yeah. My girlfriend is a Disney junkie to say the least. Is she, does she follow all like oh, the, yeah. the bloggers and the, um, Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. She's always, she's always sitting on YouTube watching everybody that's running around. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Like I grew up, my dad actually worked at Disneyland back. He went, he grew up in Orange County and he went to Orange Coast uh, College and then worked at Disneyland at night, like sweeping up. So he saw Walt Disney biking through the park a couple times. This is before awesome. he passed. And he said also there used to be a um, 7,000 leagues under the sea. Um, is that was oh 10,000 excuse me 10,000 leagues under the sea exhibit and there was a bed and so workers would come and they do their job and then they go sleep I guess nap in the bed so and then also I guess like this then Disney was really really and you I'm sure know this and your girlfriend about like gum like she he didn't want any gum at all in the park yeah. like you couldn't sell it because he didn't want want to make sure that because that was a thing that people it was always a, a messy messy thing but it was it was really neat and, and then so we ended up going my parents would you know get the e-tickets this is back i'm dating myself but they buy tickets and so we can get like for the rides and things and so we would go to disneyland a lot and it was very affordable it's now it's 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 a whole thing it's 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 become like i can't like when i see a family of four there i haven't gone into it like four or five years but when i i'm like <laughs> i'm dropping a lot of money especially if they get like yeah. an the double park thing or i guess like in i haven't been to orlando in a long time but like they didn't have animal kingdom and stuff when i but if no and like that's where we we go to again we're east coast people so east coast disney world is our park i mean mm-hmm. i used to grow up i grew up and i went there a bunch and then my girlfriend when she was growing up she went there a bunch and she just always grew very fond of it so her choice of vacation is always something disney so that's why going to the west coast for us is always great because mm-hmm. we can fly in we can fly in la do a day in la which is kind of like my thing i like to do places that i've never been mm-hmm. and like center it around food and she likes to center it around disney so the that's west cool. coast is like yeah we get to go to la we'll hit howland rays and do some other cool food spots and then drive to disney we'll do disneyland for a couple of days and then drive to san diego and do some stuff in san diego and then fly home that's cool. That's perfect. So who's her favorite? Do you know offhand who her favorite YouTube person is? Because I'd like to. I, Ooh, I'd say she <laughs> probably watches Tim Tracker the most. Tim Tracker. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we've run into a couple of random ones throughout our trips for sure. And she'll, she'll fangirl out on them. It's great. It's funny too, because it's become like, I think you can't film on certain rides now. Like it's become... Like when I watch them, like I I love watching like those behind the scenes things and now, but I'm like thinking, oh, it's so distracting. Like there's everyone's filming, everyone's doing a show, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's, I mean, it's become a job for them, and it works. Yeah, yeah, it works. It's and it also I think there was people though going back and like into the cast member areas and stuff, and that became like a whole thing. Can't ruin the surprise. No, it's like you... the whole. It's the whole thing. If you can't. You, people don't want to know how the sausage gets made, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to know how a hot dog is made, exactly. Uh, charcuterie wise, are there is there a place local that you go to? Not really. Oh. I mean, there's a there's a new there's a new butcher shop that's pretty close that uh, just just opened back up, uh, and they're gonna do some cool stuff. Uh, there's another place in New Haven that we'll go to that makes a lot of really cool stuff too. Are there any places that you want to go to to try their stuff? Like barbecue wise, um, sausage wise. Uh, I mean, Evie Mays is probably top of my list. Burnt Bean, those are the two barbecue wise that are top on my list. I mean, I just want to go hang out with the Goldies boys too. I mean, yeah. that's those those are probably my top three. Uh, but 
Burnt Bean, Evie Mays, Goldies. Those are the top three that I'd probably say. Yeah, yeah. That's a, and I've been sequestered. And so I, my list is a little bit longer than yours. But yeah, for what when I see the, the photos of Burnt Bean, it just looks like otherworldly. And then everything Evie Mays does, and especially the desserts too on their side, like it's it's the whole package. Yeah, and Goldies too. Yeah, those guys. You you look at it in and of itself. It's always just like there's like the family trees of who came from where and who learned what from who. Yeah, I mean, like everybody gives their own tips and tricks. Like that's why I like cooking all these cool events. It's like I'm trying to learn like at least two things from every pit master of like what they have and like what what they're doing what they're doing different and like why they're doing what they're doing. So it's just like when we were in Charleston, I was talking to everybody about rib cooks and like a lot of people cook their ribs, rib tips towards the fire instead of bones towards the fire. And like why they do that. It's just like, it's the little things. Yeah. And there's always, and that's also what makes barbecue special. It's just not a bunch of meat. It's there's different techniques, different philosophy, different ways of doing things and why people are doing those things too is that's, that's awesome well thank you so much for taking the time is there anything we missed hoodoos tuesday through sunday i could all put the hours and everything below tons of parking right no there's not there <laughs> so, is what, not so what do you recommend parking. i was gonna ask what's, what's the recommendation for parking wise is it just uh come Uber? early and find parking come early and find parking okay that's, that's I mean, recommendation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Fridays. Fridays are always the toughest day to find parking. I mean, Saturdays. Saturdays you can find parking pretty frequently if you drive around the lot enough. You can find some stuff, but yeah, parking. Parking is the number one complaint. It's usually it's usually the food's amazing, but the parking stinks. Yeah, but that's also like I've worked at places too. Like it's a. A lot of places don't have good parking. It's hard. It's, it's, yeah. What are you supposed yeah. to do? Yeah. You you can't do? We're on a main. We're on a main street. We're on a. We're on a main U.S. Technically, it's a U.S. highway. I think. Yeah. But what are you supposed to do? There's nothing because and you and exactly. it's not. Yeah. There's no like valet parking or something. There's nothing. There's no. There's no like conceptually. There's nothing that you can do. And so and is uh, our is Cody are Cody and Chris there most nights most days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you come in and me, Chris, or Cody aren't there, then it's a rare occasion. Usually, one of us, if not all three of us, there almost like almost the entire time. Awesome. Well, cool. And then, do you have a full bar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, full, full, full bar. Uh, crazy whiskey menu. Uh, eight draft beers at all times. It's great. Right. Awesome. And then, yeah, say hi to both those guys. Have a great one. It was so nice to Thank meet you. you. And uh, if if I have any questions, I'll shoot you an email. Sounds good. Talk All right, to you take soon. it easy. All right, bye.